Speak the charm of make charm of make charm. There will come a time on the planet Earth when science and technology will be long forgotten. When wizards will rule the world. This is the Arnamancy podcast featuring Reverend Eric. Join me on an exploration of the practice, philosophy, and history of the occult, esotericism, and the paranormal. In this episode of the Arnamancy podcast, we enter the Abaton of Asclepios to ask the god for healing and health in a dream. Asclepios, as you may know, is the god of medicine and healing. He was also associated with Imhotep, the ancient Egyptian architect who built the first step pyramid. Asclepios's symbol is his rod of Asclepios, which is a rod with a single snake twined around it. This symbol is still used to represent medicine and doctors today. If you want to learn more about Asclepios, there is a link in the show notes to a blog post that I wrote a few years ago that is all about him. In ancient times, those who petitioned Asclepios for aid, for healing, and for medical advice would visit his temples with offerings and prayers and then sleep in the temple in hopes that the god would appear in a dream. In fact, the word abaton refers to the sacred chamber in the temple of Asclepius where his petitioners would sleep. Podcasts have recently become a rather popular sleep aid. There are a lot of them out there, a lot of sleeping podcasts, podcasts to help you sleep. Some use guided meditation, some use various forms of hypnosis, some use storytelling. There are also podcasts uh, that help you learn how to lucid dream. But I couldn't find any podcasts that helped with dream incubation in the classical style of our ancient magician forebears. So I looked and came up with this concept. Right now, more than ever, we are in need of healing. There are a lot of problems going on in our nation and in the world, both health-related and socially and politically. I thought that it would be a good idea to use the podcast to incubate a dream from Asclepios to aid in healing. Of course, I must give a disclaimer. This podcast and the dream techniques that we are going to use should not be used to replace the advice of your regular doctor or physician. This podcast is broken into two parts. First is this introduction, along with some simple um, instructions for getting ready for the dream incubation. And the second will be the dream incubation itself. Uh, The sources I used for the dream, dream incubation rituals we will be using are the Orphic hymns, both in Greek and Thomas Taylor's translations. The Greek magical papyri, in particular the translations of Betts, and various classical materials regarding both Asclepios and his temples. Full information and a list of all of my sources can be found in the show notes. My thanks go out to my good friend T. Susan Chang for her permission to use her recitation of the Orphic Hymn to Asclepios in its original Greek, and also to my brothers in the Hermanubis Lodge of the Hermetic Federation, who helped me puzzle through how to do this. 
And finally, to my Patreon supporters who encouraged me to work on this project. If you would like to join me, you can join my Patreon supporters. You can do that at patreon.com slash arnamancy. There is, of course, a link in the show notes. Finally, I would like to dedicate this episode to Asclepius the Paean, son of Apollo and student of Hermes Trismegistus, and to the memory of Imhotep the Builder, son of Ptah and high priest of Re at Heliopolis. Dream magic, like most magic, takes preparation. Now we will go over the steps that you will need to prepare yourself and your space for dream incubation. For a full list of all of these steps and the instructions, you can also look in the show notes. First, we will begin by preparing your abaton, or sacred space, in which we will incubate the dream and contact the god Asclepios. Here are the things you will need. First, a pen and paper next to your bed and with easy reach of your sleeping area. Every time you have a dream or you awake from a dream, you are expected to take notes and write down everything that you can recall. Second, a bed and fresh bedding. Third, frankincense, either as an incense or as essential oil in an oil diffuser. Fourth, LED candles. I recommend these instead of normal candles because you want to leave them burning while you sleep, and it's unsafe to do this with, uh, with real candles. But you can easily leave flickering LED candles uh, turned on and lit while you sleep. Fifth, an image of Asclepius or the rod of Asclepius. You can find these online. There are links to a few of them in my show notes. And finally, sixth, food and drink as an offering to the god. This can be bread and wine, bread and water, crackers and water, grains and water, anything that you would find suitable for nourishment for yourself can be used as a prepar- as an as an offering to the god. Now for the preparation. Before going to bed, as part of your nighttime routine, the first step is to change your bedding and clean your sleeping area. You must remember that you are preparing an abaton for Asclepius, and that means that the area in which you are sleeping should feel as if you have treated it with reverence. Make sure that your bedding is clean. Make sure that the area around your bed is tidy and picked up. You don't want to have a sloppy area because what you're trying to do, what we are trying to do, is invite Asclepios into your dreams, and he wants to know that he is being treated with respect. Once you have finished changing your bedding and cleaning your area, hang your image of Asclepius or his rod over the head of your bed. Next, spend some time contemplating the purpose of your dream. What do you wish to heal? How do you wish this healing message to be delivered to you? Try to narrow it down to an intent or a question or some particular ailment that you wish to have answers about. Write this on a piece of paper and put that paper under your pillow. Next, light the frankincense. Light your incense and let it burn and fill the room with smoke and scent. 
Now it is time for you to take a ritual shower or bath with the intent of cleansing yourself to enter the Abaton and have a dream incubated. When your ritual shower or bath is done, enter your sleeping area reverently. Turn on the LED candles and perform your usual ritual opening. If you do not have one or you wish to try something different, at least offer a prayer to the Most High. You are now ready for dream incubation. It is time to get into bed, to nestle down into the covers, and to listen to the rest of this podcast episode. Close your eyes. Breathe deeply and evenly and gently. Take this time to acknowledge that upon receiving a dream, you will awaken and write it down immediately. Take another deep breath. As you exhale, allow stress and tension to drain from your body. Feel your shoulders relax, sink into your pillow. Feel your stomach relax. your hips and your buttocks, your upper legs, your thighs, your feet, your toes. Feel the relaxation spread out through your arms, your elbows and wrists. Even allow your fingers to become relaxed. Allow yourself to sink into the cleanliness of your bedding. Note in the back of your mind the scent of frankincense in the air. Now breathe naturally. Pay attention to your breath, but do not force it. Just observe it. Observe your breath as it moves in and out of you. Effectively, 
the rod of Asclepius. Its wood worn smooth where Asclepius has leaned on it for years. The snake coiled around it, a symbol of healing and wisdom. Great Asclepius, skilled to heal mankind, all ruling Paean and physician kind, whose arts medicinal can alone assuage diseases dire and stop their dreadful rage. Strong, lenient God, regard my suppliant prayer. Bring gentle health adorned with lovely hair. Convey the means of mitigating pain and raging deadly pestilence restrain. O oh, power all flourishing, abundant, bright, Apollo's honored offspring, god of light, husband of blameless Hygeia, the constant foe of dread disease, the minister of woe, come, blessed Savior, and my health defend, and to my life afford a prosperous end. Ye ter pantun asclepia despota paian, telgon anthropon pulualge peimata nuson, epiodore cratae molois catagon hygiean, cae paon nusus chalepasceras thanatoio, auxithales epicur apalexica gulbio moire, foibu apolonos crateron talos agleotimon. Ekthre noson, hygiea nechun sulectrona memfe, elthe makarzo ter biotestelos estlonopadzon. Thee I invoke, blessed power of Oneiroi divine. Angel of future fates, swift wings are thine great source of oracles to humankind when stealing soft and whispering to the mind. Through sleep's sweet silence in the gloom of night, thy power awakens the intellectual fight. To silent souls the will of heaven relates and silently reveals their future fates. Forever friendly to the upright mind, sacred and pure, to holy rites inclined. For these with pleasing hope thy dreams inspire, bliss to anticipate which all desire. Thy visions manifest of fate disclose what methods may best mitigate our woes. Reveal what rites the gods immortal please and what the means their anger to appease. Forever tranquil is the good man's end, whose life thy dreams admonish and defend. But from the wicked turn diverse to bless thy form unseen, the angel of distress. No means to cheek approaching ill they find, pensive with fears, into the future blind. Come, blessed power, the signatures reveal which heaven's decrees mysteriously conceal. 
Signs only present to the worthy mind, nor omens ill disclose of monstrous kind. who sit on the Cherubim, send me the true Asclepios, not some deceitful daimon instead of the god. Chaoaps, oaiaps, oais, susipta. Lord Asclepios, appear. Menopri, who sit on the Cherubim, send me the true Asclepios, not some deceitful daimon instead of the god. Chaoaps, oaiaps, oais, susipta, Lord Asclepios, appear. Menopri, who sit on the Cherubim, send me the true Asclepios, not some deceitful daimon instead of the god. Chauaps, oaiaps, oais, susipta. Lord Asclepios, appear. Menopri, who sit on the Cherubim, send me the true Asclepios, not some deceitful daimon instead of the god. Chauaps, oaiaps, oais, susip. Lord Asclepios, appear. Menopri, who sit on the Cherubim, send me the true Asclepios, not some deceitful daimon instead of the god. Chauaps, oaiaps, Oais Susipta Lord Asclepios appear Menopri who sit on the Cherubim send me the true Asclepios not some deceitful daimon instead of the god. Chauaps, oaiaps, oais, susipta, Lord Asclepios, appear. Menopri, who sit 
on the Caribbean. Send me the true Asclepios, not some deceitful daimon instead of the god. Chauaps, oaiaps, oais, susipta, Lord Asclepios, appear. From Pausanias, Description of Greece, 2nd century CE. Epidaurus, Mythical History. At Lessa, the Argive territory joins that of Epidaurus. But before you reach Epidaurus itself, you will come to the sanctuary of Asclepius. Who dwelt in this land before Epidaurus came to it, I do not know. Nor could I discover from the natives the descendants of Epidaurus either. But the last king before the Dorians arrived in Peloponnesus was, they say, Pterius, a descendant of Eon, son of Xuthus, and they relate that he handed over the land to Defontes and the Argives without a struggle. He went to Athens with his people and dwelt there while Diphontes and the Argives took possession of Epidoria. These, on the death of Temenus, seceded from the other Argives. Diphontes and Hyrnatho, through hatred of the sons of Temenus, and the army with them because it respected Diphontes and Hyrnatho more than Casus and his brothers. Epidorus, who gave the land his name, was, the Eleans say, a son of Pelops. But according to Argive opinion and the poem The Great Aoe, the father of Epidorus was Argus, son of Zeus, while the Epidorians maintain that Epidorus was the child of Apollo. That the land is especially sacred to Asclepius is due to the following reason. The Epidorians say that Phylegius came to the Peloponnesus, ostensibly to see the land, but really to spy out the number of the inhabitants, and whether the greater part of them was warlike. For Phylegius was the greatest soldier of his time, and making forays in all direction, he carried off the crops and lifted the cattle. When he went to the Peloponnesus, he was accompanied by his daughter, who all along had kept hidden from her father that she was with child by Apollo. In the country of the Epidorians, she bore a son and exposed him on the mountain called Nipple at the present day, but then named Myrtium. As the child lay exposed, he was given milk by one of the goats that pastured about the mountain. 
and was guarded by the watchdog of the herd. And when Aristanus, for this was the herdsman name, herdsman's name, discovered that the tail of the goats was not full, and that the watchdog also was absent from the herd, he left, they say, no stone unturned, and on finding the child desired to take him up. As he drew near, he saw lightning that flashed from the child, and thinking that it was something divine, as in fact it was, he turned away. Presently, it was reported over every land and sea that Asclepius was discovering everything he wished to heal the sick and that he was raising dead men to life. There is also another tradition concerning him. Coronis, they say, when with child with Asclepius, had intercourse with Ischis, son of Elatus. She was killed by Artemis to punish her for the insult done to Apollo. But when the pyre was already lighted, Hermes is said to have snatched the child from the flames. The third account is, in my opinion, the farthest from the truth. It makes Asclepius to be the son of Arsinoe, the daughter of Leucippus. For when Apollophanes the Arcadian came to Delphi and asked the god if Asclepius was the son of Arsinoe, and therefore a Mycenaean, the Pythian priestess gave this response. Asclepius, born to bestow great joy upon mortals, pledge of the mutual love I enjoyed with Phylegius's daughter, lovely Coronis, who bear thee in rugged land, Epidorus. This oracle makes it quite certain that Asclepius was not a son of Arsinoe, and that the story was invented, a fiction invented by Hesiod, or by one of Hesiod's interpolators, just to please the Mycenaeans. There is other evidence that the god was born in Epidorus, for I find that the most famous sanctuaries of Asclepius had their origin from Epidorus. In the first place, the Athenians, who say that they gave a share of their mystic rites to Asclepius, call this day of the festival Epidoria, and they allege that their worship of Asclepius dates from then. Again, when Archias, son of Aristachmus, was healed in Epidoria, after spraining himself while hunting about Pindasus, he brought the colt to Pergamus. From the one at Pergamus has been built in our own day the sanctuary of Asclepius by the sea at Smyrna. Further, at Balagore of the Cyrenaeans, there is an Asclepius called Healer, who, like the others, came from Epidorus. From the one at Kyrene was founded the sanctuary of Asclepius at Lebene in Crete. There is this difference between the Kyrenaeans and the Epidorans, that whereas the former sacrifice goats, it is against the custom of the Epidorians to do so. 
That Asclepius was considered a god from the first and did not receive the title only in the course of time, I infer from several signs, including the evidence of Homer, who makes Agamemnon say about Machaon, Talthibius, with all speed, go summon me hither, Machaon, mortal son of Asclepius. As who should say, human, son of a god. The sacred grove of Asclepius, the Asclepium of Epidorus. The sacred grove of Asclepius is surrounded on all sides by boundary marks. No death or birth takes place within the enclosure. The same custom prevails also in the island of Delos. All the offerings, whether the offerer be one of the Epidorians themselves or a stranger, are entirely consumed within the bounds. At Titane, too, I know there is the same rule. The image of Asclepius is in size half as big as the Olympian Zeus at Athens, and is made of ivory and gold. An inscription tells us that the artist was Thrasymedes, a Parian, son of Erignotus. The god is sitting on a seat, grasping a staff. The other hand he is holding above the head of a serpent. There is also a figure of a dog lying by his side. On the seat are wrought in relief the exploits of Argive heroes, that of Bellerophontes against the Chimera, and Perseus, who has cut off the head of Medusa. Over against the temple is the place where the suppliants of the gods sleep. Near has been built a circular building of white marble called Tholos, or the Roundhouse, which is worth seeing. In it is a picture by Pausias, representing love, who has cast aside his bow and arrows, and is carrying instead of them a lyra that he has taken up. Here there is also another work of Pausias, drunkenness drinking out of a crystal cup. You can even see in the painting a crystal cup and a woman's face through it. Within the enclosure stood slabs. In my time six remained, but of old there were more. On them are inscribed the names of both the men and the women who have been healed by Asclepius, and the disease also from which each suffered, and the means of cure. The dialect is Doric. Apart from the others is an old slab, which declares that Hippolytus dedicated twenty horses to the god. The Eresians tell a tale that agrees with the inscription on this slab, that when Hippolytus was killed owing to the curses of Theseus, Asclepius raised him from the dead. On coming to life again, he refused to forgive his father, rejecting his prayers, and went to the Eresians in Italy. There he became king and devoted a precinct to Artemis where down to my time the prize for the victor in single combat was the priesthood of the goddess. The contest was open to no freemen, but only to slaves who had run away from their masters. The Epidorians have a theater within the sanctuary, in my opinion very well worth seeing. For while the Roman theaters are far superior to those anywhere else in their splendor, and the Arcadian theater at Megalopolis is unequaled for size, what architect could seriously rival Polycleitus in symmetry and beauty? For it was Polycleitus who built both this theater and the circular building. 
Within the grove are a temple of Artemis, an image of Epione, a sanctuary of Aphrodite, and Themis, a racecourse consisting, like most Greek racecourses, of a bank of earth and a fountain worth seeing for its roof and general splendor. A Roman senator, Antoninus, made in our own day a bath of Asclepius and a sanctuary of the gods they called Bountiful. He made also a temple to health, Asclepius, and Apollo, the last two surnamed Egyptian. He moreover restored the portico that was named the portico of Codius, which, as the brick of which it was made had been unburnt, had fallen into utter ruin after it had lost its roof. As the Epidorians about the sanctuary were in great distress because their women had no shelter in which to be delivered, and the sick breathed their last in the open, he provided a dwelling so that these grievances also were redressed. Here at last was a place in which, without sin, a human being could die and a woman be delivered. Above the grove are the Nipple and another mountain called Kinortium. On the latter is a sanctuary of Maliatean Apollo. The sanctuary itself is an ancient one, but among the things Antoninus made for the Epidorians are various appurtenances for the sanctuary of the Maliatean, including a reservoir into which the rainwater collects for their use. The serpents including a peculiar kind of a yellowish color, are considered sacred to Asclepius and are tame with men. These are peculiar to Epidoria, and I have noticed that other lands have their peculiar animals. For in Libya only are to be found land crocodiles at least two cubits long. From India alone are brought, among other creatures, parrots. But the big snakes that grow to more than 30 cubits, such as are found in India and in Libya, are said by the Epidorians not to be serpents, but some other kind of creature. Hermes, Lord of the world, who are in the heart, O circle of Selene, spherical and square, the founder of the words of speech, pleader of justice's cause, garbed in a mantle with golden sandals, turning airy course beneath earth's depths, who hold the spirit's reins. The suns, and who with lamps of gods immortal give joy to those beneath earth's depths. To mortals who have finished life, the Mwairai's fatal thread and dream divine you are said to be, who send forth oracles by day and night. You cure pains of all mortals with your healing cares. Hither, O blessed one, O mighty son of the goddess, who brings full mental powers by your own form and gracious mind. And to an uncorrupted youth, reveal a sign, and send him your true skill, 
of prophecy. Aiyasen migadon Arto Baubo Biaere Cadere Dasere Sure Surae Sankiste Dodecakiste Akrurabare Kodere Rinotan Kumetana Rubita Numila Peperu Aruore Sen me gadon Arto Baubo Biaere Cadere Dasere Sure Surae Sankiste Dodecakiste Akrurabare Codere Rinotan Kumetana Rubita Numila <laughs>
ペペルアルオレルアルエルアイアセンミガドンアートバウボビアエレカデレットダセレスレスラエサンキステドデカキステアクルラバレコデレビ
sen mi gadon arto baubo biare kade. Dasere Sure Surae Sankiste Dode Kakiste Akurabare Kodeh